1: Good morning liberty
0: well what's up all of our liberty loving friends this is another fantastic episode of the good morning liberty podcast my name is nate and with me as always is charles chuck thompson what's up over there in zoom land chuck oh
1: just living the dream over here uh yeah unfortunately we couldn't uh be in the same place today like we have been all week and Some things have changed this week. Um, I am, by the way, my test came back negative. So all those who were concerned about me on Tuesday, you know, I appreciate your concerns and your prayers. They must've worked because I am negative. However, I can't have any chance of being positive whatsoever. So uh, before next week. So I told Nate to shove it, uh, that he's not allowed to come (laughs) over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, to never
1: yeah. speak to me again except for on zoom so That's here ex- we are
0: it's exactly what it was yeah so charlie is real quarantining right now like for for serious for serious just,
1: just for precautionary measures
0: what we got to do today is go through some dumb bleep of the week but first i was going to tell you guys subscribe and follow Subscribe to the podcast, follow the podcast, whatever app it is that you're using. Smash
1: that subscribe button if you want to. Yeah,
0: a lot of you kids are using Spotify these days, and I heard old Mr. Rogan's finally only over on Spotify. So uh, that's what it looks like on my phone anyway. So maybe a lot of people are moving over there. What's what's Spotify's stonk price doing these days? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, and when you do that, you will get a brand new episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast, delivered directly to your ear holes every single day of the week, except for the days where we don't want to, all right? Every day other than those days. And today's a day where we got to do dumb bleep of the week. I'm going to tell you guys real quick, and we always do this at the end of the podcast, which is uh, statistically not a good idea. Go check out mastermytrades.com, all right? We got people making money in the class. I've been making money. Charlie's been making money. Maurice has been making money. Sam's been making money, all right? Now, it doesn't mean you're going to come in and do it, especially not at first, because it takes a while to learn how to read mm-hmm. the stock charts. It takes a while to learn how to read these candlestick charts, see the patterns, know how to use your platform, know how to use your brokerage, all that stuff. Learning and the, the psychology. Oh, the psychology.
1: Still gets me to this day.
0: Sometimes that is the toughest part by, by far. By the way, you
1: asked how Spotify stock was doing. Just hit a new high today of three hundred thirty-two dollars a share. I have not
0: been hearing anyone talk about it at all. I know,
1: <laughs> me neither. That's insane.
0: It's wow, it's been on
1: a. I mean, it hit three thirty-two about let's see, nine o'clock this morning, and sold off from there. It's trading at three seventeen right now. Huh. It's been on a uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven, eight, nine day win streak. Well, how and about no that? No one's talking about it.
0: Yeah. Well, now we're talking about it. I got to look at the chart first. I'm not saying to go buy it. I need the, it's probably at a, a bit it's of a high price right now. Highs. It's well, at all time highs. Yeah. Might, might want to wait for a, I want to wait for a pullback just a little bit. All right.
1: And if you're in the class, you would understand, I'm, you know, I'm looking possibly now that it's on my radar, uh, but at a 290, maybe a 295 bounce. Okay. I'm going to be looking at. So once you go look at the daily, Nate, you're going to go ahead and short
0: it down to that price. No. Okay, good. All right. Anyway, go to mastermytrades.com. There's over 250 videos on the website. I just put up two new videos today. And let me tell you what, with all the crazy crap that we're about to talk about, there's so much dumb bleep out there in the world. So much dumb, so little time coming up here on the podcast. Um, the only thing you can do is try and take care of yourself and your family because these idiots over in Washington and spread out all amongst us in the country, literally th- there's not a lot of hope left for a lot of these people. Okay. And really the only hope is that you take care of yourself and take care of your family. So we're offering one option on how to do that.
1: Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us how you really feel?
0: That is how I feel. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm, all I'm, idiots. I'm. moving more and more towards uh, we should only focus on how we can take care of ourselves and our families. Now, listen, while the ship's going down, I'm going to preach about it. All right. I'm going to talk about why it's going down and what we could do to make it not go down. Uh, but uh, I think there has to be people throughout history who were telling the truth the whole time and who were trying to uh, let people know how maybe this wouldn't happen. But You know, I got no hope of convincing AOC that socialism is a bad thing. And there's a there's a lot of other people like her out there as well. And all I can do now is just offer just offer the other side of that coin. And some people can take it if they want to.
1: I'm not going to say she's an idiot. I'm also not going to say she's not an idiot. (laughs) What I can what I can say is that she is ignorant. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely definitely ignorant.
0: Maurice just brought up one of the things on here, which I, I don't, the picture is not on here, but while we're mentioning AOC, let's just go ahead and throw out the first dumb bleep. And this, you know, the first one here is not a dumb bleep, but I'm going to go ahead and throw out the AOC since we were just talking about her. Um, AOC selling, all, selling merch, selling sweatshirts that say all this cool stuff, um, you know, Green New Deal, And there's stuff that's got uh, social justice and and all kinds of stuff. $65 for a sweater. Jesus. $65. (laughs) Good gosh almighty Joe Friday. Let me tell you what, man. That is an expensive sweater. And that's some capitalism if I ever heard of it before. I just got some sweatpants. Like pants, actually. (laughs)
1: Sweatpants at Walmart for $12.95.
0: She's got a, a sweater that says tax the rich. And it says AOC at the bottom of it, which, by the way, a couple weeks ago she was complaining about people calling her AOC and saying that it was sexist and all kinds of stuff like that because she's a congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, from, from wherever she is, New York. And she's just now selling sweatshirts, say AOC on them, and it says <laughs> tax the rich, and they're $65, okay? <laughs> Come on, man, she's selling a shirt that says tax the rich that only rich people can afford it's freaking insane. I mean, then <laughs> she hates capitalism, right? She hates yeah. it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's why she set up a store.
0: <laughs> That's why she set up <laughs> a store for sure where she can make money. But as long as you're making money to fight capitalism, it's okay to charge exorbitant amounts of money for a sweatshirt. I wonder who right? she
1: learned that from. It will be know. old
0: BS, could it? <laughs> Maybe from, B- I mean, BS made himself a lot of money hating capitalism. He did. I saw
1: one uh, not that long ago from I don't know if it made it either but Ilhan Omar was the same same exact kind of thing. She didn't set up a store or anything but she was talking about how capitalism and all that's evil when her net w- her net worth went from $65,000 to $3 million in the matter of being a congresswoman for 2 years. Yeah, that's congratulations Ilhan Omar. Yep. Yep. I'm yep, sure yep. You yep, hate yep. capitalism.
0: So we'll just call that dumb bleep number one is AOC's $65 sweatshirt that says tax the rich on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's insane. Uh, The next one is not a dumb bleep. We should create
1: one. We should create one for $64 that says tax the rich politicians. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just design one just a little bit better. Can you make one that says AOC and everything on it? I mean, does she have an AOC trademarked or anything, you think? I don't
1: think so. I
0: don't know. I don't know if you can do that.
1: I mean, uh, look, well, how much? How what is her net worth now? I oh, mean, I don't know. Probably a couple million at least.
0: Yeah, if you count no all one, the no watches. No one needs
1: a million dollars. I know. All she needs to, uh, all she needs to do is, you know, live off of her one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars a year.
0: Um. So the house is talking about legalizing cannabis. By the way, did you see that they're talking about voting to to voting on marijuana? Coming up here pretty soon. Uh -uh. I was going to have you tell me the details of what's in the bill right here, since you're obviously uh, (laughs) been keeping up on it. (laughs) (laughs) Let everyone know what's in it. I definitely will. Now, I agree with them legalizing marijuana. I think that's totally fine. Um, I don't like that they're trying to put a federal tax on it. I don't think that that's a good thing, but um, I'm okay with them legalizing the whole thing. Uh, they just, of course, have to stick their hands in the entire pie. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to become a federal thing. It's no longer going to be like a state thing. There's going to be state and federal taxes on weed. So, so this
1: looks to be the Moore Act. Yeah. 2019. Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, folks. So I don't know why you wouldn't vote for more. Everyone wants to vote for more. So this bill decriminalizes marijuana specifically it removes marijuana from the list of scheduled substances under the controlled substances act and eliminates criminal penalties for an individual who manufactures distributes or possesses marijuana the bill also makes other changes including the following so it replaces statutory references to marijuana and marijuana with <laughs> cannabis it requires the bureau of labor statistics to regularly polish uh, publish Demographic data on cannabis business owners and employees. It establishes a trust fund to support various programs and services for individuals and businesses and communities impacted by the war on drugs. <laughs> we don't have enough money for that.
0: About any time you see the word <laughs> trust fund, it's actually slush fund. That's, a, that's <laughs> what it really is. <laughs> what it changes
1: to. <laughs> it imposes a 5% tax on cannabis products and requires revenues to be deposited into the trust fund.
0: Okay, now hold on. <laughs> this is where they start to lose me. Now, listen. If I was in Congress, I don't know. What do you do in this case? What do you th- What do you do if they're still they're trying to pass the tax on it? Do you still vote for it because Justin Amash is uh, the, upset about this and tried to offer some amendments to take away the tax part of it, and they're not allowing any amendments to it? But just imagine they're they're going to be taxing anyone who buys this product five percent. To go towards a trust fund to help people that are impacted by the war on drugs perpetrated on those people by the government. Okay. It's because they don't have any money. I know. Right? They, don't, they so don't. How are they going to build money. the trust without the tax money? It's just think about it. They're literally taxing people to help communities damaged by themselves. Yeah. Who else gets to freaking do that, man? Yeah. Good mm-hmm. Lord. It's an amazing, amazing magic power. That Did the this turn into dumb bleep had. of the weed? This, this, one, this one wasn't supposed to be dumb bleep. I just wanted to keep everyone up on the, uh, the fact that they might be legalizing the weeds here soon. It's
1: like, hey, we're real sorry about all the government money we spent on criminalizing you when we shouldn't have. And so since we're so sorry about that, we're going to go ahead and commit uh, theft um, on people who legally purchase it now. And then that theft money will will be in a trust fund that you can apply for, and will likely give you ten percent of what you probably deserve. <laughs> uh, but that's what we're here to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's what that that's what that bullet point really means. Next one: Make Small Business Administration loans and services available to entities that are cannabis-related legitimate businesses or service providers. It prohibits the denial of federal public benefits to a person on the basis of certain cannabis-related conduct or convictions. It prohibits the denial of benefits and protections under immigration laws on the basis of a cannabis-related event, a conduct or uh, conviction. It establishes a process to expunge convictions and conduct sentencing review hearings related to federal cannabis offenses and directs the Government Accountability Office to study the societal impact of cannabis legalization. So, uh, you know, well, they're real sorry about putting your uncle in jail for 28 years for selling grass. And so they're going to expunge his record and you know, maybe he'll get a couple hundred bucks for his time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's. Um, I, Do you know, what's interesting. Since
1: states have started legalizing marijuana, this has really impacted the cartel. Because the cartel, they're still their biggest business is importing marijuana, believe it or not, which I which I find to be strange. But I, I think there's way more marijuana users than there are any other drug users, if you want to call it a drug, whatever. <laughs> um and so what they've done is the cartel is switching over to uh heroin. So great. This makes it way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're importing more heroin now. <laughs> so Good deal. I saw that the other day on a special on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that, listen, if people want to uh, smoke themselves some cannabis, I think that that is a totally fine thing to do. I, I the One of the better things I think that's going to come from this, if they legalize it, now listen, this has to go through the House, and then it's got to go through the Senate. Now, they've actually only got to get a couple people in the Senate to vote for it. Right, and they'll get Rand Paul to vote for it. More than likely, they're they're making it risky here with this golden tax on top of it. But there's a chance he could still get Rand Paul to come in here and vote for this thing. And then uh, I don't know, a couple couple people might still do it. Some more liberty leaning people can can still vote that way. So I think that there's a decent chance that this is going to happen. And I think the best thing coming from it is that they're going to take away its uh, its scheduled substance part of it. And one of the better things about that is that they can start conducting actual worthwhile clinical trials and, and they can figure out whether or not there are actual health benefits or detriments, all kinds of stuff. And, and, you know, they, I, I know there's been some trials and things conducted, but not really in the way that we conduct trials with any kind of other drugs like prescription drugs and that's because it is a controlled uh you know scheduled is it schedule one i guess it's gotta be right yeah yeah so anyway i think that would be good to know um i don't i don't really think it's a, a great thing that for people to just uh you know be smoking all day but if they can if they can function then that's great some people can some people can't make your own decisions all right leave me alone all right. exactly that's the thing
1: leave me alone
0: yeah that's you know, it as
1: long as you're not harming anybody in the process now if you kill a guy to get your weed then that's a
0: problem That's a big or problem yeah
1: killed someone
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's that's the problem with that but if you're just you know if you're just a calm stoner who just likes to get a little high to calm down from the crazy day maybe you're you know, maybe you're upset about this pandemic and you can't go anywhere. And you're like, well, if I can't go anywhere, then I just want to get a little high. That's all I want to do. Well, no problem. Yeah. And so I think that is a good move. Of course, the government's going to tax it. What What else do you expect? I mean, Illinois, you know, passed uh, recreational marijuana and there's like a, a thousand percent tax on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are people that are still going to their drug dealers because yeah, it's cheap.
0: Of course, it's way cheaper. So,
1: All right, y'all, I'm going to get on to the next dumb bleep. But first I need to tell you, uh, speaking of the pandemic, if you guys need any help whatsoever, uh, then you need to talk to someone. And there's no better way to do that in 2020, almost 2021 now, folks, than online. And you can do that by going to betterhelp, H-E-L-P, betterhelp.com slash GML and talk to a licensed therapist. You can text them on the app. You can make a phone call or you can also schedule a video session. I use BetterHelp myself. I love it. In fact, I talked to my therapist just 2 nights ago and we had a great conversation and you know, they help you better understand uh, what's going on around you, uh, how your brain is processing these things, they help you communicate better. I am a better person because I use it and it's, it's never been more affordable or accessible and BetterHelp's the best way to go. So guys, sign up at slash gml Get yourself 10% off your first month. It's well worth the investment. You have to invest in your mental health. And uh, I I love BetterHelp. I truly do. Because, yeah. because I use it. You actually I'm, use it. I'm an avid, I'm an avid user
0: of BetterHelp, uh, you not can schedule, drugs. Yeah. Yeah, BetterHelp.
1: Yeah. And you can uh, schedule um, once a week if you need to or twice a week or whatever, whatever your schedule fits. And like I said, the best part about it for me is that if I'm feeling a certain way and I have no one else I feel like I can talk to, I just send her a message. I'm like, hey, this is what's going on. And she'll reply back to me and she'll ask me questions. And it's great. I'm telling you, betterhelp.com slash GML to get your 10% off your first month. Betterhelp, hel slash gmail. Go sign up. So, All right.
0: So anyway, drugs. <laughs> i think uh, <laughs> we'll see when they vote on this everyone get your acb stock or your igc stock you know get that get that all queued up all right it could go <laughs> either way get yourself an option straddle Let's see what's going Isn't it on interesting
1: how those could uh how those can be listed on the stock exchange <laughs> yeah these <Canada's laughs> companies and it's illegal
0: it's <laughs> pretty crazy actually
1: yet the dude who invented uh who had the website of silk road yeah the prison you got what two life sentences uh, yeah without parole?
0: i'm pretty sure they killed his whole family
1: yeah insane good Absolutely
0: lord
1: Insane. An old nicholas sarwak himself oh man he says he says how kind you are is more important than how libertarian you are now i understand why this is part of the dumb bleep because you know facts don't care about your feelings folks yeah <laughs> And the fact that you think everybody should have health care means that you should support Medicare for all, rather than arguing the libertarian principle. Well, that that's just dumb. Uh, that is a dumb bleep. Yeah. Um, but I will. If he is trying to mean this in a way that says, "Look, you don't have to go so hardcore libertarian on somebody who doesn't really understand it and tell them that they're an idiot because they don't understand it," then that's worse than being kind to that person. That would be my take if he meant it that way.
0: Um, yeah. I my problem is I I know how uh, old uh, Nicholas works here, and he's either talking about Austin Peterson or Donald Trump in one of these, and then I compare those to what the alternatives are that he's that he's saying. Um, I know, I know what he means. I would say I know what he means ah. when he says how kind you are is more important than how libertarian you are, uh, but it just doesn't hold up to be factually accurate because uh, I don't want someone to be uh, saying really nice things to me while they're robbing me and my family blind for the rest of my life. And so uh, I would say, as no, far as I
1: know like Jeffrey Dahmer was a pretty nice guy. Seemed like a very, very nice guy. Charismatic. Yeah. yeah. And genuine and kind. And no one knew he was just stuffing chicks in the back of his trunk.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, there's no, well, it's not actually what he was a uh, mostly dudes. Um, oh, sorry, dudes. That's yeah, right, that's yeah. Right. Um, and it was his freezer, but anyway, uh, not that that has anything to do with Nicholas Starwark, right? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> what I'm saying is this, that we can't, know of. <laughs> this can't hold true. Like, if you actually, if you actually were to look at it and figure out whether or not it, this would be factually accurate if extrapolated out into our society. No. It's not a, you're saying that every freaking two-faced politician that's nice to your face, well, it's, it's better that they're kind? Is that, is that what it really is? It's, it's good? Is it better that Joe Biden is kind while he's going to steal more of your money and do all kinds of who knows what from his freaking walking boot he's wearing right now? Who knows? All right. Did you see he broke his ankle or his foot or something? I don't know. Joe Biden uh, did? Yeah, I didn't really read the story. <laughs> I saw this
1: gaff the other day on TikTok. That was just so sad. Ooh, I just felt so bad. Oh, I was thinking of Ted Bundy. My bad. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Ted Bundy is the one who... Uh, so, by the way, I just looked this up. Ted Bundy was known to all who uh, who knew him as a charming man. Oh, yeah. He was a, He was a volunteer at a suicide hotline and a college graduate. However, he was known to have killed at least 36 women throughout the 70s. His, so, yeah, you know, being kind—that's where it's all about.
0: Yeah, I, I watched the uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer thing the the other day, um, a big long thing on him, and it was just gross. Let me tell you what—I yeah. don't understand. I don't understand how that happens, but but anyway, Nicholas Starwark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is some dumb bleep because it doesn't hold true whatsoever. It's all this is literally just emotions are more important than your than what you vote on and what your politics are. Being nice to people is more important than actually pushing the country towards liberty. How many of these different things can you be? Smiling is more important than whether or not you don't start any new wars. Or, I mean, just none of these things actually hold true. <laughs> they don't actually yeah. hold true. And if Joe Biden or Kamala Harris gives us some kind of a fake-ass smile over the next four years while they're stealing the rest of your money, i i don't I don't care how kind you are. I don't care if you're the the biggest d bag in the world if you're actually doing something to reduce regulations or reduce taxes or take troops out of harm's way or do any of those things. I literally don't care at right. all. That's like me
1: kindly firing you, yeah, yeah like, hey, Nate, you know we're dear friends, and uh you know we go back a long time, and I really appreciate you and. You know you're a stand-up guy, Nate. Uh, you know you you can be heavily relied on, and you know most people would consider you a good guy. I consider you one of the nicest guys I've ever met, and and you know I would trust you with my child, Nate. And uh, oh, by the way, you're fired. Yeah, but uh, you're a good guy.
0: Can we can we also just <laughs> note that this guy was the chair of the Libertarian Party? Yeah. How kind you are is more important than how libertarian you are. This just doesn't hold water, man. It feels good emotionally, but it's not Coming true. From a lawyer, it's just not true.
1: He's just an attorney. That's that's his problem.
0: Tell me about Robert Reich here, real quick. We got to keep a Reicher, whatever it is. Who knows?
1: Robert Reich never knew how short this guy was until I saw oh. a full scale video. But yeah. uh, look, Robert Reich as uh, just—I just don't even know what to say about this guy. But here we go. He tweets, if we can cancel trillions in taxes for a handful of billionaires, we can cancel student loan debt for 45 billion students.
0: This just keeps going.
1: <laughs> cancel trillions in taxes for a handful of billionaires.
0: <laughs> cancel taxes.
1: But how, hang on. How are billionaires owing trillions in taxes?
0: <laughs> I'm just going to hold on a second. Well, they're talking about, so over 10 years of Trump tax cuts, Say the uh, cut one point seven trillion or whatever it is happens to be about the same amount that would it would cost to cancel the student debt or pretend like it was canceled or whatever and um so that's what he's talking about. Several people have been tweeting this D- the idea that you that cutting taxes is the same thing as canceling someone's debt. <laughs> What? What? How? How is it? And I tweeted back to this. I don't remember exactly what I said, but, um, you know, it was so good. That's how often, That's how long I've been able to remember it. Um, basically, the gist is, telling someone that you're going to take less money from them in the future is not the same thing as having someone pay you for a service that they gave you in the past. Those aren't the same thing. Taxes is something that these people we're going to have to pay over the next 10 years of course they're using 10 year figures because that's how we do it nowadays and you're saying that if you are like well i'm going to steal less money from you i'm still going to take money from you i'm still going to i'm still going to take money from you without your permission all right but it's going to be a little less just a little less than that all right uh, but all all these people over here that i that have literally already received the service and the people have been paid out already. The colleges, all the institutions, that it's the same thing. We just, we just won't pay that back. It's the same thing as if I were to not steal money from you. Somehow, mm-hmm. how are those the same thing? Well, because he tweeted it, Nate. Oh, because he tweeted it, and he's yeah. at least five feet tall. We know so that. That's that's yeah.
1: why. That's why it, that you can just say things like that.
0: Yeah,
1: it's it's just these, you know. It's a never ending same old story from all the same people, you know, Robert Reich and Bernie Sanders and AOC that they, they'll never stop talking about this. And they, they skew it in a way that most people believe them. Yeah. And that's yeah. the tough part is I'm trying to figure out how to be kind to those people and not be so libertarian. <laughs> well,
0: yeah. Let's just, you know what? He <laughs> sounded really nice when he said it. Wasn't that a kind thing to say to yeah. a lot of people right then? Well, who cares if it's libertarian or not, man? He said it nicely. Right. Jeez. Why are we worried about the actual substance of the tweet? It was a nice tweet and it wasn't in all caps. Come Canceling on. Cancel
1: student loan debt for 45 million students sounds great. <laughs> I just tweeted. I would love to cancel that debt.
0: I just tweeted cancel taxes. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, that, you know, it's
1: again, it's the same old, same old that you can tell. But these people, they just all repeat the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I would love to see Robert Reich's tax returns <laughs> as if he's not taking advantage of every single uh, tax cancellation that came his way. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. and yeah. there's a massive difference between, as you pointed out, Nate, between saying, hey, you know, we're going to steal a little bit less for you, from you rather than, you know, canceling actual debt that people have. You know, it's it's assumed as if because you thought of this business idea 20 years ago that you owe this tax 20 years later already. And that's not the case. Right. If You decide to close your business. Well, I mean, do you still have to pay taxes? You're not you're not generating any income.
0: Not to mention those. I mean, that tax figure from the Trump tax cuts was based on, you know, when a third of the small businesses in the country hadn't closed and, uh, and, and all this mess going on, it's probably nowhere near that amount of money anymore in the first mm-hmm. place. I don't know what it's actually going to be now, but good Lord, so many businesses have shut down and there's so much less commerce going on out there. There's no way it's even close to that amount of money anymore. Right. Um, mm-hmm. all right. So that was, what number dumb bleep was that? Good Lord. four, I think what a mess. Well, was the, the uh,
1: number one. Yeah. We got the marriage number two. We got Nick Sarwark, number three,
0: and number four, Robert Reich. That's fine. The the
1: supposed economist.
0: All right, I'm going to go through a fact check here. Here's a dumb bleep for you. Fact check. This is from USA Today. This one kind of drove me nuts just a little bit. My heart rate went up while I was reading it. So, fact check. Here's the claim. Did you take your medicine? I did, yeah.
1: I was going to say I got some. It's just the stickiest
0: of the icky. (laughs) I didn't take that medicine. (laughs) I didn't have that. <laughs> so fact check. Here's the claim. Several Democratic politicians urge social distancing and are issuing stay-at-home advisories, but are hosting or attending gatherings. So basically they're being completely hypocritical when it comes to the social distancing and the stay-at-home orders. Several Democratic politicians are being hypocrites when it comes to this, the, the whole COVID lockdown thing. That is the claim that USA Today would like to fact check. Uh, do we actually need a fact check on this? I mean, there, you literally. Anyway, let's go through this as you coronavirus
1: photographic <laughs> proof.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is a literally of
1: the, the governor of uh, California, yeah. Newsom.
0: But it doesn't matter because you find out later in here he apologized for it. <laughs> All right, as coronavirus cases surge across the USA, with report which reported its 13 millionth case last week. Political leaders across the country are ramping up restrictions to slow the virus's spread. But a recent, how many, I wonder how many active cases we have. I hate that we just continue counting it. Like 10 years from now, we're going to be like, we just counted our 570 millionth coronavirus case. And is anyone ever going to be like, there's not that many people in this country. Like, oh yeah, well, we got a million active of them right now. I just figured we'd give you the whole total number. How many total flu cases have we had this year, Bob? All right. Uh, but a recent Facebook post from the, the page Occupy Democrats Logic points to several instances of Democratic politicians reportedly not practicing what they preach. They're reportedly not practicing what they preach. <laughs> we haven't verified this yet. You, yet, you got to read the fact check. The post, which included a screenshot of a November 13th tweet from conservative political commentator Liz Wheeler claimed, calif- claimed California Governor, ne- <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot and you know, House please. Speaker Nancy Pelosi each flouted COVID-19 policies by attending or hosting large gatherings. It's, this is a claim. Are people really okay with this hypocrisy? In the comments section, all kinds of people were saying crazy stuff because that's what the internet does. Some truth to claims of politicians hosting or attending gatherings. Newsom did, in fact, attend a November 6th birthday party at a restaurant with a dozen friends... Despite urging Californians to resist the temptation to socialize. Wheeler's tweet also claims Newsom has Newsom has banned gatherings of more than 10 people. California state guidelines actually limit gatherings to no more than three households, the Associated Press reported, though it is unclear whether the rule applies to restaurants, which follow different guidance. And there's no way they could have found that whatsoever. Newsom later apologized for attending the dinner, calling it a bad mistake. <laughs> Likewise, remember, we're trying to verify the claims that these that Democratic politicians are being hypocritical when it comes to this. we got to have a fact check from USA yeah. Today about this. This is great. This is gold. Likewise, this up. likewise, Lori Lightfoot did join a crowd celebrating President-elect Joe Biden's win on November 7th with no mask on, by the way, later issuing a voluntary stay at home advisory on November 12th. In an interview with MSNBC, Lightfoot defended her choice to join the crowd, saying there are times when we actually do need to have relief and come together. And I felt like that was one of those times. Oh, okay. So it's As long as
1: you feel like it.
0: Yeah, it's if you feel that the time is important enough, that it's okay. You're in a
1: position of power where you can do
0: it. But we need this in the fact check. We need this all in here. Pelosi was set to host a dinner November, November 13th for newly elected House Democrats, but turned it into a takeout meal after a backlash. Earlier that day, Pelosi had urged people to heed guidance on isolation and separation, according to the Washington Post. House Republicans were set to host a similar dinner, but also turned theirs into a carryout meal. All right, so this is where they start to say some of it isn't true, because she didn't actually host the dinner. Okay, everyone has to realize though, Literally, the the plates were on the table at the place, and there was so much backlash over the dinner that they ended up canceling it, all right? that's <laughs> She didn't cancel it because of COVID. She canceled it because people found out got mad. That's, Not only that,
1: but, <clears> but <throat> she also got her hair done. She went yeah. to a salon that was supposed to be closed down. Don't forget that.
0: So here's their verdict. Missing context. <laughs> Based on our research, we rate this claim as missing context. It's true that some politicians have acted contrary to the social distancing and stay-at-home practices they are, re- they are preaching, though Pelosi did not end up hosting a giant reception, as the tweet claimed. Ultimately, however, it's not just some Democratic politicians flatting COVID-19 policies and guidance. Such behavior has been seen on both sides of the aisle, including behavior resulting in a coronavirus outbreak at the White House. So they <laughs> rated it missing context because... Not only Democratic politicians have been flouting the COVID-19 guidelines.
1: Well, Nate, in case you didn't know, because they were celebrating uh, a nice guy winning the presidential election because he's nice and they were Mm. celebrating that, Mm. that um, the virus wasn't allowed to be at those crowd gatherings.
0: That's true. Yeah, that is true.
1: We we can't forget that. That's what's so bogus about all of this, you know. There's nothing wrong. You know, Kaylee McEnany, McEnany, (laughs) Nally, Nanny Nally, whatever her name is. um, She, she was questioned about the white house still having Christmas dinners or something like that. And she responded by saying, if we can burn down buildings and loot and have protests and have crowd gatherings to, or for everything else, then we can certainly have White House dinners. <laughs> that's how she ended it. She nice. walked off the stage.
0: She's I pretty like, that's nice. She's pretty good. She is pretty good. But it's just the fact that they had to the fact check it because <clears throat> the tweet claimed that democratic politicians are being hypocritical. And they're they are. The little semantics was, well, it's not only Democratic politicians.
1: Lightfoot didn't even apologize. No. She just said there are times when we actually do need to have relief and come together. You don't say Beetlejuice. (laughs) You don't say. What do you think everybody else has been saying? Yeah. You know, like, look, there's there's a reason that depression is on the rise. Suicides are on the rise. Everything else is on the rise. Yes, a virus can kill you. Yes, you should be responsible. Yes, you should socially distance and you shouldn't spread it to especially old people. Yes, you should take that personal responsibility. Yes, also, you need some relief. And you need to be able to to be a human being at times, yeah. So you don't forget why you're alive in the first place.
0: The other and so, part-
1: I, I just don't. Yes, she's right here, Lightfoot. You're correct, but don't impose your will on everyone else, and then say, "Well, it's okay because of you know my special circumstance."
0: Mm-hmm. Of course, mm-hmm. no problem with me doing it. the The other little problem here um, is that. The Democrats are the ones that are so heavily pushing all of this so strongly. They're pushing everything. It's the Democrats that are coming out and saying that we have to shut down the economy. And they're saying that we have to have all of these strict, these restrictions, strict restrictions on everything. And it's mostly Republicans saying that we don't have to have all of those things. A lot of them are saying that we have to have them. But when you have, you have... One side saying that we got to shut everything down. The Democrats saying that we got to shut everything down. Then Republicans saying that we don't need to shut everything down. Then you can't also say that Republicans are being hypocritical when it comes to the COVID-19 guidelines because they're saying they don't even like any of the guidelines. They're not the ones that say that they want to put them all in place. All right. So <clears throat> that just ain't going to work, man. That boat ain't going to float. The dog ain't going to protect us, man ain't going to work. Except yeah.
1: our Liberty convention got canceled.
0: That is true. That is true. So that was one of the dumb bleeps in there. That was number five. <laughs> Charlie, That's a nice. Sorry, mask, I had to man. leave
1: for a second because my lap, I didn't have my charger. My laptop was going to yeah. die. Yeah. And I did not want to lose. I didn't want to lose this connection mom.
0: Yeah. Did you get my voicemail left you earlier today? Oh no, I did not. No, okay. I don't check. I don't. Answered calls or check voicemails anymore i was just i was yeah i wanted to call you out on the podcast yeah so yeah i don't do that. that i was getting acupuncture and you called me what am i supposed that to do dumb bleep number five yeah dumb bleep number six all right we gotta end with this one for sure right, this will be yeah this will be the last one
1: this coming from uh chris daigle who's uh, at eagle wheel bike
0: now this was after i wrote something negative about socialism on twitter okay and this was a response so he's
1: replying to us yeah. uh what what was the original tweet
0: oh i don't remember that? something really good something yeah something amazing yeah it was really good and life-changing
1: so yeah. you said uh socialism sucks essentially something like that <laughs> but better yeah but better better than that yeah and so chris decides to respond and he goes he says the irony and uh i i In my mind, I hope he would say, oh, the irony. (laughs) He actually wrote this over the modern internet. The internet built because of the socialist society he hates. He uses electricity, made possible because of the socialist support of the government. Electric grid installed using socialist roads, drainage, and right of way. (laughs) How delusional do you have to be? I don't know, man. To think that the internet... (laughs) made possible the modern internet let's say he said the modern internet
0: he did say we to make an internet. argument
1: about how the internet came about then we can have that argument although i still say it's largely capitalistic however he said the modern internet how the delusion to think the modern internet is made possible because of socialistic goodness is just <laughs> i can't even fathom
0: yeah. I hope he crashes his bike. And Electricity is possible because of socialism as well. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I just watched this. Uh, I just watched this movie. I've talked about it a bunch of times. Watch a movie called The Current War. It's not about a war that's going on currently. It's about a war between different currents, like alternating current and, you know, direct current Tesla that kind of stuff.
1: Edison and Edison <clears throat> and... Um, Westinghouse. Westinghouse. House, yeah.
0: Yeah. So they really good. Now... I checked to see how accurate the movie was. It seemed pretty accurate, and then read a bunch about the stories between them. It was a, pretty, a lot of dirty stuff that went on between all those guys. I, I don't mean how like do sexually. He, I mean like bad business practices. You know. How do you
1: think Thomas Edison won? By the way,
0: um, how did he win? He how got he went to current war. <laughs> used <the> <laughs> he used the government. Use the government. He also to
1: stifle out his competition.
0: He also. Uh, uh, sent around the basically the the rumor that Tesla's current killed people that that kind of yeah. current would kill you and I mean it, it was just disgusting the way the way that they did it and and so that was how we ended up or it was Westinghouse that he was actually going going after one of those Westinghouse or Tesla I can't remember um basically that the that the current would kill people when they were using it even though just electricity however it's generated can totally kill you you know but
1: um, in the movie they they i don't know if this is historically accurate but they killed a horse didn't they
0: yeah to prove? yeah and that's yeah. where they came up with the idea for the electric chair yeah
1: which which by the way y'all i mean i don't know the current electricity that we have if i'm not suggesting this but i feel like you were to stick a knife in your electrical outlet i don't know if that could kill you or not but. no
0: i've been shocked by that stuff so many times it's <laughs> No, I mean, it could if you got a pacemaker, if you got a weak heart or if uh, you got a, a breaker one nine that's it's just got too many amps on her and it's not going to pop fast enough. Uh, but most of the time they're set. I mean, as soon as there's some kind of pop, the breaker is going to go off. I have touched so many, so many light fixtures, so many outlets and 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 light switches that I can tell you, unless you're unless you're messing around with your oven and you're, and you're sticking a, uh, a knife back there. The, the one in your room, you know, don't try it. Don't well, that's try because it because of breakers. That's by the because way. of breakers. Yeah. This
1: didn't happen in the fifties, sixties and seventies. <laughs> that's
0: true. But anyway, the
1: technology wasn't invented yet. It, anyway, made the, possible by socialism. That's basically his, his claim.
0: The problem that the part that bothers me was the electricity, obviously not made possible by socialism. Then we start using the roads and my drainage apparently and my right away on my roads and this has been kind of a go-to argument lately i've noticed because i've been battling a few people for fun just to stay up on all the arguments and stuff that people are using a lot of them are defaulting to the well you use all this stuff that the government gives you stop using there so many people defaulting to what about roads right now and that is just not a good argument whatsoever when you put someone like, say you got like a baby born in a prison and that's how they get fed and that's how they get taken care of and clothed and housed and everything. And they're like, I want to leave. I don't like this very much. You're like, what? We give you everything that keeps you alive. You wouldn't yeah. even be here right now if it wasn't for us. and Or if you were, took someone, I said this on Twitter, I said, if you took someone hostage and, and you kept them there for a long time. And you were feeding them and giving them water and everything. And they're like, uh, I don't like this very much. And you're like, You're literally only alive because I clothe you and feed you and give you water. Look at this home you're what in. What are you talking about? Look at this. You would be nothing chained to that post if not for me, giving you all of these things. Okay. Yeah. And and that's the kind of arguments that people are making right now. Like you you you're born into this society where the government is has that, assumed is that control. Narcissistic? I don't know. I don't know. That what narcissistic
1: it's, behavior? It's
0: like psychopathic. Where you use that kind of, type
1: of manipulation?
0: I guess. I don't know what it's called after you physically take control. If you're like, I'm the only one that can do this. And also, you have to appreciate the fact that you have this because uh, if I didn't give it to you, then no one would. It's like this weird, it really is this, this weird Stockholm Syndrome mentality where the person who has taken you a hostage or prisoner and then provides you everything. And then you make the arguments that, well, you wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for them. What are you talking about? It's just a crazy, disgusting argument to me. Yeah. And the, the regulation at its peak, they, they just don't, they don't work because the government forcefully gives you all of those things. Most of the time, they forcefully decide that they're going to take care of the roads or whatever, or the, or they're going to build the lines for the internet, or I don't know what exactly they're going to do the drainage. You can't forcefully do something and then say, well, you use all of this stuff that we force you to have to use, and we won't let anyone else do it. And therefore, you're complicit in it. It doesn't make sense. Never mind, it never make mind any sense. the fact, by the way,
1: never mind the fact that when electricity was invented and installed in New York, the income tax wasn't even around yet the income tax didn't start until 1913 so we had roads and the electric grid grids start to be built before the income tax was available
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or,
1: or implemented so it didn't start sure now I mean yeah they use the the interstate and stuff to get places but if, you know when this all came about
0: in the late 1800s yeah it wasn't but it's it, A lot of these companies are already there. A lot of these companies have monopolies, but they're not providing you better and better internet, except for in Charlie's case, because they just out of the goodness of their heart, they're, they're doing these things because they want to make more money. And, and yeah, a lot of them have monopolies in their areas and that's the government's fault and they're sorry. But they also know that if they provide such a crappy service that the people in the area will be uh, eventually be upset enough about it that the government's gonna allow other people to come in there. So they do have to still provide you with a, a decent enough service. But other than that, they, they're not just making fiber internet and Verizon's not sending out 5G and AT&T's not sending out 5G and stuff like that uh, because of socialism. They're, they're doing it because they need to provide you better service so they can get more money and because some of those things are very necessary because everything we do on, is online right now. None of that is <clears throat> because of taxation or, or anything like that or because the government built roads there or they built telephone lines there or something like that. All of these businesses would do that regardless. They're going to use the tools at their disposal, which is the government's gun, But if it wasn't there, they would still be providing all of these things and probably better.
1: So I have the new 5G phone.
0: You got a 5G phone huh? on there that it says 5G. It says blurry G right now, which is uh, related to Kenny G, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's a 5G phone. Yeah.
1: But uh, so far, 5G is not not doing well.
0: No. Yeah.
1: So now maybe I need to be downtown Nashville. But um, I run a speed test on 5G on my cell phone, and I get like 12, 13 megabits a second.
0: Yeah, that's just a big white flash right there. Oh yeah, that's okay. not that good. No, ooh, it's terrible. Yeah,
1: I'm like, what is going on? I've got full bars of 5G right now. Verizon 5G is just not up to snuff. Yet. Well, it says 5G on my phone. Don't quite <laughs> believe it.
0: Yeah. Uh, One more thing we got to say before we get off of here should have mentioned it earlier but Walter Williams did did unfortunately pass away one of my favorite economists and um, you know that's we've been posting all kinds of stuff um, from him and we're going to keep doing that we've been posting I just posted uh, a quote from him or a video of him on our TikTok uh, a few days ago it was actually the most recent TikTok video we put out was it was something from him and so that's a that's a sad thing he was 83 years old um i didn't catch exactly how he passed i just saw that he had and you know the go read up on him go read anything that he has go watch all the videos on youtube with him if you haven't watched anything from him before watch the documentary um the suffers no fools documentary which was actually from free to choose Uh, the Walter Williams suffers no fools documentary is really good stuff and you can find all kinds of great information from him and that's just you know there's not a lot of really great minds and a lot of really great economists left out there and uh it's it's sad to see someone like that see someone like that pass away so just uh you know, thoughts with his family and students and friends and all of that, or former students, people that have grown close to him over the years. Oh, oh, Thomas Soul, please hold on, please, please hold on. I can't take it. I can't take it anymore. Mm. Just do it. <clears throat> yeah, um, he actually taught class on Tuesday. Really? So he was yeah. still teaching. Okay, I didn't, I didn't I was know. If... Still teaching. Okay.
1: He taught class on Tuesday and then died today, two days later. It doesn't say what he died from.
0: Yeah, I didn't see it either. Uh,
1: Walter Williams, who built a career as a professor and writer, died on Wednesday. Um, So it was actually yesterday he died. Mm -hmm. He was 84. Williams taught his final class on microeconomic theory at George Mason University on Tuesday. So he taught the day before he died. Insane. He was raised in poverty by a single mother in Philadelphia, and earned his doctorate in economics from the University of California, Los Angeles in 1972. Um. And so, and so uh, very interesting. Someone, there's no way he grew up poor; otherwise, he wouldn't have the views <clears throat> that.
0: Well, no, that has to be a made-up story. Yeah, right. Um, no way. <laughs> Magoo said that he was awesome in the uh, in what killed Michael Brown, which I need to watch. Um, I was just listening to. Uh, Shelby and Eli Steele talk about that on the Megyn Kelly show, which I do listen to. It's really good. Uh, it's a great podcast, actually. We've got a lot of good guests on there, some that aren't good, but pretty good. So Williams, good on there.
1: Williams yeah. leaves a legacy marked by deep research that often led him against popular thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's yeah. how they care. That's how they categorize it.
0: <laughs> uh, he was
1: against popular thought. Yeah. He went against the grain. Ugh.
0: Um, all right, guys. Uh, while we're Thank talking God. about while we're talking about all this stuff, uh, get your votes in, everyone. Get your votes in. Uh, we got. Let's see. What do we have here? Dumb bleep. Number one was AOC's sixty five dollar sweater. Uh, number two was the uh, the marijuana tax to pay for victims of government. Number three was Nicholas Sarwark. Uh, Being nice is more important than being libertarian. (laughs) Number four was Robert Reich. Reich. If we can cancel taxes, we can cancel debt. Number five was the unfactual fact check or the obvious fact check that just wants to not allow people to say bad things about Democrats, I guess. I don't know. Since when did it become a fact check to say well other people do it too <laughs> that's not a fact check that's not going to work uh, and then we also have mr chris daigle who said that uh, my comment about being upset about socialism was ironic because i wrote it over the internet that was built because of socialism <laughs> <laughs> get your votes in okay we got we got reich reich couple reichs in there. Only need one more vote. So it's the uh, canceling taxes is the same thing as canceling someone's debt. Canceling a future thing is the same thing as canceling something someone already received. It's the same thing. All right, guys, go check out mastermytrades.com, mastermystonks.com, that's S-T-O-N k s we don't trade stocks we trade stonks which go up look it up all right look up stonks and you'll see that they just go up all right so mastermindestonks.com we got people making money in there i've had a good week charlie's had a good week had uh, several good weeks actually so go check it out if you want to learn all the ropes if you want to learn how to read charts if you want to learn how to trade our strategies if you want to get on and watch us live or watch me every single morning live right after i wake up just coming on there and talking about stocks there for a little bit and stonks, mainly stonks. But we see a lot of stocks in the morning. We got to weed them out. Go to mastermystonks.com and get signed up today. today. Or Master My Trades. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Either one will take you to the same place. It's the Liberty Trading Academy, folks. Yeah. Get in there and start learning. (laughs) Go to patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty if you want to be part of Dumb Bleep next week and you get your vote in because everybody gets their vote in. We count those votes and uh, that's it. We don't we don't take any mail in ballots or anything like that. There's no after hours conspiracy vote dumps or anything like that. It's you know, you vote while you're in the group watching the show live and that's the only way you can do it. Although so Magoo did,
0: he voted for multiple candidates cuz he voted for socialist guy.
1: Who did? Magoo. Your vote doesn't count, Magoo. Okay. <laughs> throwing it out. Actually, we're throwing out everyone's <laughs>
0: yeah. votes because maybe Magoo's wasn't correct. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we're going to revote next week, get in on the action. Patreon.com slash good morning. Liberty as little as five bucks a month. will get you the live show every single day of the week. When we want to y'all, I apologize. I will be out of town uh, over the next two weeks, possibly. So uh, I, I will not be on the show, but Nate is going to have a lot of great content. Um, I have done all the research for him. (laughs) And so he, he should be just fine by himself i'm sure he'll call me and tell me that he misses me and is like i don't know if i can do this on my own but i'll encourage him and tell him that he's uh you know decently smart and that he should be able to figure it out it won't be the same obviously because i won't be here but you know i think he's going to be fine he'll be able to handle it
0: we're also going to have i'm going to have john come on here and um you know i might sneak in the managing editor of org next week sometime while you're gone cool. you know so just to, it's almost you know. as cool as
1: uh, interviewing the VP candidate.
0: <laughs> yeah, almost. <So. laughs> almost as cool.
1: So y'all stay tuned for what Nate's got in store next week. I know I'll be listening. It'll be good stuff. And uh, you know, I'll be back uh, somewhere around the December 15th mark. So it's possible. I'll be back for the, for Wednesday, the 16th, but that's up in the air. I won't know yet, but uh, man, we really appreciate all you guys listening and sharing the show. Please continue to do that. Share the show with a friend. That's the best way that this show gets around. Uh, the numbers are absolutely incredible. So we, we can't thank y'all enough for all of that. So please continue to share the show with a friend or an enemy if you want to, because that'll be nice <laughs> and uh, let them know what freedom is all about. And I'm sad. I'm really sad to hear about the news of Walter Williams. And you know, I've always said when we, when we were having the talk, <clears throat> when white fragility came out and everybody was talking about that. And I was like, you know, people, there was this meme going around that everybody was sharing. Like, if you have something to say about Black Lives Matter and you're not, you know, listening to Ph.D. black authors. So I kept quoting Thomas Sowell and Walter Williams. Like, here's two black Ph.D. authors who have written extensively about why the free market is the best. Um, and no one, of course, wants to listen to that. They don't want to read any of that because those. Those guys are just Uncle Toms. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. You
1: you can't listen to them. But anyway, uh, sad news. And, um, you know, go read his books if you haven't already. Watch his interviews. Very smart. He's a little more conservative than I was considering criminal justice. Mm -hmm. Other than that, he was spot on everything else economically. So, um, you know, we lost a great one today. But his work will live on. And uh, we'll continue to highlight the free market and why the free market's the best solution for living for living the best life and that's what we do here every single day of the week when we want to so continue to share the show we really appreciate it leave us that rating and review on apple Podcasts. if y'all do all of that we'll be back again on monday maybe tomorrow nate i don't know on monday hope you guys have a good day and a good morning liberty